Attention! This makes absolutely no sense. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Xander's Facts. What's going on, y'all? Welcome into the latest edition of the Xander's Facts podcast. I am, of course, the aforementioned Xander, and we are rolling with episode 75, the big 7-5 of the podcast, here on Wednesday, September 7th, 2022. Thank you all for listening. We got a big podcast this week because it is part two of our annual Xander's Facts football season preview. We did college last week, and this week we are doing professional football, the NFL. That is what we are talking about this week. And if you think you're going to like all the facts that we've got on this week's edition, and if you've liked all our previous episodes of the Xander's Facts podcast, remember to follow the podcast, download this episode, episode 75, rate the podcast, and review the podcast. Then go on all your socials, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. Xander's Facts is on there. That's Xander with a Z. And most importantly, remember to tell all your friends, spread the facts! Xander's Facts Podcast. Tell all your friends about the Xander's Facts Podcast. Tell all your friends about Xander's Weekend Facts, which you should sign up for in this episode's description. The newsletter that comes out every Sunday morning that has got the week's top headlines in news and sports. You should check that out if you haven't. And the Xander's Facts link tree has all the Xander's Facts links that you need, including for Xander's new Instagram pages, Xander's Facts SC and Xander's Facts Votes, which you should go check out on Instagram which you can check out on the Xander's Facts link tree because there are links on there, which you should go click. Check it out, Xander's Facts. So, as I mentioned, we are on episode 75 of the podcast this week. Last week was episode 74, and we talked about football, specifically college football, in our first portion of the Xander's Facts 2022-23 football season preview. We talked about college football, and there was a ton of of college football this weekend, including some great games. We're not going to talk about the Virginia Tech game because I don't really know what happened. Man, that was rough. But there was a good game Sunday night, actually, between Florida State and LSU. Let me just tell you, because if you didn't see it, it was absolutely insane. Even though there were two unranked teams, it was the only game on Sunday. So that's what everyone was watching. So you had Florida State, who was up by seven, punting the ball back to LSU with about two and a half minutes to go. LSU muffs the punt. That's the second muff putt for LSU of the game. Florida State gets the ball. They get down to the goal line. They're about to score. They pitch the ball at the goal line. The running back loses the ball. Fumble. LSU gets it. But they have to go 99 yards in two minutes or whatever to get to the end zone to tie the game. So in those two minutes or whatever, they do exactly that. They get one more play with one second left and they scored a touchdown on the play oh the lsu fans were losing their minds brian kelly's first game oh my gosh lsu go tigers we're gonna go to overtime we're gonna win the game and then the pat gets blocked with no time left so florida state wins by one point that was i'm sorry but that was absolutely insane that was college football this weekend which was awesome. But this weekend, there's going to be college football. But it's also the beginning of the NFL season. Professional football. And I know what you're probably saying. Sander, you've been ragging on the NFL all offseason. Blah, blah, Deshaun Watson, Dan Snyder, Aaron Rodgers, blah, blah, blah. Well, that is true. The NFL definitely deserves some of the criticism 
that they're getting for the whole Deshaun Watson thing, which is pissing me off, the whole Dane Snyder thing, which is pissing me off, Aaron Rodgers, Kirk Cousins, all them people who are just doofuses. It's the truth. But, and I know, I've been like, ah, football, please, come on. Ugh, I'm into soccer. And I am into soccer. Even though Chelsea lost uh, some team from Croatia in the Champions League, which was terrible. Stay on track. It wasn't Pulisic's fault, they this. But I will say... Regarding football, I was off of football. I was really into college football last week, and I was like, I don't know how I'm going to do this NFL season preview. But I got to tell you, this past weekend, I did one of my fantasy drafts for the season. I did my first one, and I was like, all right, I am back into it. Fantasy football is what got me back into the NFL this season. Oh, with a week to go. But better late than never, I guess. Because I am ready. I am ready for Thursday night when the NFL season kicks off. It is that time of the year, just like it was last week, because football season is back. We just passed Labor Day. We are in September. It's not officially fall yet, but unofficially it kind of is. And football is starting. We are concluding this week our two-part football season previews for Xander's Facts with professional football, the NFL, the National Football League. And for all the off-season troubles, for all the on and off the field troubles that the NFL has, we're going to be watching some football, and I know that we are all excited for it now. So, let's get to it. We are previewing the upcoming NFL season, the 2022-23 NFL season, which begins on Thursday night, the day after this podcast comes out, with the defending Super Bowl champion the Los Angeles Rams, because for the second time ever, and the second time in two years, last season, a team won the Super Bowl in their home stadium. It was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers the year before. Last year, it was the Los Angeles Rams. They had this whole system the Rams did last year of trading all their future draft picks for players who could win now, and it paid off. So they entered the season as defending champions of the NFL. This season, though, things might be different, but you'll be ready to know everything that's going on in the NFL because I am here to help guide you through this NFL season with everything that you need to know before the season begins. If you're like me and you're like, I don't really care because all the bad stuff, but I do want to watch football, but you haven't done the research, I have done the research. So I am ready to preview all 32 teams in the NFL for our 2022-23 Xander's Facts NFL season preview. It is time for it to begin. Here we go. As we start in the American Football Conference, the AFC, and we are going by division. So let's start with the AFC East and the defending AFC East champions, the Buffalo Bills. And the Bills, if you remember, last January were so close to the AFC Championship game. They were 13 seconds away. Remember, 13 seconds. But as we learned, 13 seconds is apparently too long to give Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs offense. So the Bills did not make the AFC Championship game. But the Bills look like they could be even better this season because, of course, they've got their quarterback, Josh Allen, and a top-tier receiving core with Stefan Diggs, Isaiah McKenzie, and Gabriel Davis. And on defense, they improved because Buffalo welcomes Super Bowl champ 
Von Miller, which is never a bad thing. Von Miller's a really good player. So the expectations for the Bills remain the same. Get to the conference championship, win the AFC championship, maybe go to the Super Bowl, win the Super Bowl. But could they do it this year? Hmm, I thought they could do it possibly last year. This year, though, I think they've got a good chance. So that's the Bills. Now, going south to Miami, they've got a new head coach. The Mike McDaniel era begins in Miami as the 49ers offensive coordinator heads down to become the head coach of the Miami Dolphins. And coming along for the ride is wide receiver Tyreek Hill, who was a massive offseason pickup from Kansas City. That was pretty surprising when Tyreek Hill left Kansas City to join Miami. They also have Teron Armstead, who's coming over from New Orleans for what should be a much improved offensive line for the man that their head coach, Mike McDaniel, is all in, their quarterback, Tua Tagovailoa, who, I mean, first two seasons haven't been that great for Tua, but he does now have Tyreek Hill. He's also got Jalen Waddell and Mike Gesicki as receivers, and Chase Edmonds and Raheem Mostert are joining the backfield this year. So we don't know about Tua, so it's kind of hard to tell how the Dolphins are going to look this year, but I do think that there could be some significant improvement. The Dolphins just missed the playoffs last year. They did fire their coach. That was kind of bad. That was kind of for more reasons than on the field. Terrible. But Mike McDaniel is trying to prove himself this year, and so is Tua. So the Dolphins should be interesting. But to a team that might not be so interesting, the New York Jets. But the fate of the Jets season does look to depend upon the ability of another quarterback. That would be Zach Wilson. Because in a sophomore season, Wilson could make a big leap, or he could slump, kind of like he did in his rookie year. But the Jets certainly have given Wilson more help than some previous quarterbacks who have played in New York. The Jets drafted in the top 10 Garrett Wilson from Ohio State, who joins fellow receivers Elijah Moore and Corey Davis, while Iowa State rookie Brees Hall joins Michael Carter in the backfield, and tight end CJ Uzama comes over from the AFC champion Cincinnati Bengals. Plus, the defense that was in desperate need of help adds rookie quarterback Sauce Gardner, who was the fourth overall pick out of Cincinnati. So there is definitely potential for the Jets to get better after they won just four games last season. But like with most teams, it's probably going to depend on the quarterback. And even after last season, we still do not know how Zach Wilson's going to play out. The last team in the AFC East is the team that dominated for a long time, but that was under a different quarterback, the New England Patriots, who did look rough at times last season under quarterback Mac Jones. But they still won 10 games. But this year is going to bring some change that hasn't been there in a while because longtime offensive coordinator Josh McDaniels is now the head coach in Las Vegas. And actually, we still aren't sure who's going to be calling the plays for the offense this season because apparently Matt Patricia, who has been a defensive coordinator, has been calling some plays for the offense because, you know, that makes sense. I don't think so. But Jones is also entering his sophomore campaign with a much more impressive rookie season than Zach Wilson had. And the Patriots add Devontae Parker at receiver, but not much else beyond what Jones had last season, which wasn't that much. And this is probably going to be a team that relies on defense, but that's not a bad thing because Bill Belichick is still your coach. 
but we really haven't seen anyone notable stand out yet on the defensive end. So New England has not won a playoff game since Tom Brady's second to last season with the Patriots. And that drought, I would predict, is probably going to continue this season. So those are the four teams in the AFC East. And as I am going to do with all eight of the divisions, I'm going to make my pick for who is going to be the winner of the division this year. So in the AFC East, I think that this coming season is probably going to end up like the last two. I don't see the Bills slowing down. So I've got the Buffalo Bills easily winning the division. But I would say that I think the Dolphins are actually going to prove to be the biggest contender in the AFC East this season. So the Bills in the AFC East. Mark it down. Xander's facts. It's a fact. Let's move on to the AFC North, though, which includes the champion of the AFC last year, the Cincinnati Bengals, who had their quarterback healthy last season, Joe Burrow. And with that, he was surrounded by exciting talent on offense, a respectable defense, and that was the way that a team that won six games the previous two seasons made it to the Super Bowl. The Bengals did fall just short of winning the ultimate prize, just short too. It was a really good game in the Super Bowl, but they do look likely to contend for it again this season. Hayden Hurst does replace CJ Uzama at tight end. The offensive line looks improved, thankfully, because that has been the major issue for the Bengals with Joe Burrow. That was an offseason must, with Lyle Collins coming in from Dallas, among others on the offensive line. And the defense adds first-round pick Daxton Hill at safety. So I would say as long as Burrow is healthy, and he's got his receiving core of Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, and Tyler Boyd, they should probably be able to outpace a lot of teams this season. The defending AFC champions, the Cincinnati Bengals. Now, same state, Cleveland, the Browns, who, oh boy took a major hit in credibility this offseason. And rightfully so, because you all know who they traded for. A certain quarterback whose name I've uttered too much on this podcast, so I'm not gonna. But just talking about football right now, because I've already talked about that. If you want to go listen to what I said about Deshaun Watson, I wrote about it on Xander's Weekend Facts. I talked about it on this podcast. Go take a look back at that. But just talking about football... This does not look like a team that could contend in the division. For at least the first 11 weeks of the season, their starting quarterback is going to be Jacoby Brissett. So, however, he is going to have Amari Cooper to throw to, along with Donovan Peoples-Jones. However, Jarvis Landry and Odo Beckham Jr. are out this season, even though Beckham was out for a while. He went to the Rams to win the Super Bowl. But Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt are back to lead the backfield, which is probably going to have to be relied on heavily in the first part of the season. And defense should be a strength, led by Defensive Player of the Year contender, of course, Miles Garrett. But this does not look like the year in Cleveland. I would expect some regression from the Browns. The Ravens have quarterback Lamar Jackson, who is entering the season without a contract extension and is on the final year of his rookie contract. Now, the last time that happened in Baltimore was with Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco bet on himself, just like Lamar Jackson is trying to do. He did not have a contract extension heading into the final year of his rookie deal. He played on the last year of his rookie deal with the Ravens, and that season, 
they won the Super Bowl. Now, I'm not saying the Ravens are going to win the Super Bowl, but I did find that interesting. Cool facts, bro. And I say that the Ravens probably aren't going to win the Super Bowl because they did lose top Jackson target Marquise Brown and Sammy Watkins in the same offseason. The eight-win Ravens, the Ravens only won eight games last year because they were ravaged with injuries. The running back position was decimated in like the first few weeks of the season, but J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards are back from injury. They returned to lead the backfield, and the defense was also a mess last season, but they've got players returning from injury, along with Marcus Williams and first-round pick Kyle Hamilton coming into the secondary, so the other side of the ball should probably improve as well. The Ravens would have been better last season if they hadn't gotten decimated by injuries, including they lost Lamar Jackson for a little bit of last season. But I think some of that was due to COVID because that man doesn't have a brain, not vaccinated. But if the Baltimore Ravens can stay healthy, things should definitely get better this season. Now on to Pittsburgh, the arch rival of the Ravens, the Steelers, where the reign of Big Ben has come to an end in the Steel City, as it looks as though quarterback Mitchell Trubisky has taken the reins in Pittsburgh. And their head coach, in 15 years as the head coach, Mike Tomlin has never had a losing season as an NFL head coach. Gash facts. That run may be in serious doubt this year, because yes, they do have wide receivers Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool who are returning. But James Washington and Juju Smith-Schuster are out. And who knows how long Trubisky is going to be starting because he could be replaced by rookie quarterback Kenny Pickett, who has played in that stadium. It's not Heinz Field anymore, as we said last week. It's Acrisher or something like that. But he has played in that stadium because he was the quarterback at Pitt in college. So with that, he doesn't really need to get adjusted too much. So he could come in during the season. There could be some quarterback controversy in Pittsburgh, but they do return Najee Harris for his sophomore season at running back. But the O-line, the offensive line, is not looking to give him any favors. They do not look good for Pittsburgh. And the defense doesn't look capable of picking up the slack either. It might be rough this season in Pittsburgh. So let's go to my prediction for the AFC North. The popular pick, of course, is going to be the defending AFC champion, the Bengals. But I'm actually going to say that the Baltimore Ravens win the division because I think I told you that thing about Joe Flacco. I don't know if Lamar Jackson's going to go all crazy like that, but I do think that he has a stellar season, even though he's got less weapons. And I think it is going to be helped because I think the Bengals are going to be a little hungover from going to the Super Bowl, but losing. So I've got the Ravens winning the AFC North. Seriously? Now let's go south to the AFC South, even though we're going to travel a little north to Indianapolis, the Colts, who I would say are one of the most loaded teams in the league this season, actually, except at where it might matter most, quarterback, because last year, Indy thought Carson Wentz was the answer, but he's now in Washington. So in comes, get ready for this, Matt Ryan. Who? Yes, Matty Ice. The quarterback for the Atlanta Falcons is now on the Indianapolis Colts. And what does bringing the 37-year-old in mean for the Colts? I have absolutely no clue. But Jonathan Taylor is one of the league's best running backs. He was probably picked first in your fantasy league. And Michael Pittman and Mo Alley-Cox will be excellent receivers for Ryan. 
But even if the offense doesn't prove worthy, the defense definitely will. The defense is going to once again be one of the best in the league. So I am pretty high on the Colts this year, especially if Matt Ryan can bring in another Matty Ice performance, even at 37 years old. There is a 45-year-old quarterback in the NFL, so I don't think age really matters anymore. But now let's move on down south to Jacksonville. Who doesn't love Jacksonville? The Jaguars. And it probably couldn't get much worse than what happened last season. If you remember last season, Urban Meyer was the head coach at Jacksonville, but that did not turn out so well. But actually, the Jags might improve under their new head coach, who was probably going to cause a lot less controversy, the former Philadelphia head coach, Doug Peterson. Now, quarterback Trevor Lawrence's rookie season was not one to look back on fondly, definitely. But his second season brings him more weapons. While DJ Shark is off to Detroit, Christian Kirk, Evan Ingram, and Zay Jones were all brought in during free agency to give Lawrence some dependable weapons. And Lawrence's Clemson teammate, Travis Etienne, looks to take the reins in the backfield after being injured last season. James Robinson is there as well. So on offense alone, the defense could be, hmm. But on offense, the Jags might actually be able to spring a surprising upset or two. They had three wins last season, so I'm going to say that there is improvement, but I think it's probably going to be marginal. I mean, it is the Jaguars, but I do think they'll get better. So how about that? If you say so. Also in the AFC South, though, is another team who you should be pretty down on. The Houston Texans, who opened their campaign with their third coach in three seasons as Lovey Smith takes control of the Texans, who are riding with second-year man Davis Mills as their quarterback, who was actually okay last season, and Brandon Cooks, who returns as his top talent with Marlon Mack holding down the backfield. Now, I'm just going to tell you flat out, this team does not look too impressive, and Vegas agrees, because Vegas's projected win total of 4.5 ranks as tied for the lowest in the league. It's year one of a new coach, Davis Mills is the quarterback, don't expect too much from the Houston Texans, who might not even break that four and a half number. Now on to Tennessee. Tennessee, the Titans have been pretty strong in the division the past few years, but A.J. Brown and Julio Jones are out of Nashville, so it would appear as though Tennessee's offense is in for a bit of a rebuilding season. The production may drop off, but Robert Woods is now going to be Ryan Tannehill's top target, who was out for most of last year for the Rams, and Derrick Henry is back as always. I mean, you've got Derrick Henry, you got a chance to win some games. And tight end Austin Hooper could also be pretty beneficial to helping the Titans offense replicate previous performances, which I do think are going to be harder to come by this season. It looks like this could be the year that things slow down for the Titans. They won 12 games last year, and I think that's going to be extremely hard to replicate for Tennessee. So, Time for a prediction in the AFC South, where, I gotta be honest, I do think that this division is not going to be even close. I think the Indianapolis Colts are going to absolutely run away with the AFC South, because the Jags and the Texans are going to be not at the bottom of the division, bottom of the league, Oof. and the Titans, I think, are going to drop back from last year. So I've got the Colts and the AFC South. So let's finish up the AFC with... The AFC West. And let's start with the team that is 
brought up the rear in the AFC West in the past few seasons, but maybe not this year. In arguably the toughest division of football, the Broncos made a significant upgrade this season. The Denver Broncos, they traded with the Seattle Seahawks for quarterback Russell Wilson. Now the question is, is that going to be enough to contend in a division with both Justin Herbert and Patrick Mahomes? Well, Wilson does have Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy, who are both top reliable targets in the league, along with Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon in the backfield. Now, Denver also has a new coach. They've got Packers offensive coordinator Nathaniel Hackett, who is Denver's new head coach. And that team added Randy Gregory, DJ Jones, and rookie Nick Bonito on defense to help revive the defense this season. So the Broncos offensive additions, specifically Wilson, do look very appetizing, very exciting. But whether it's going to work in year one, especially in that division, is definitely a big question. So let's go from Colorado to SoCal, specifically Los Angeles, the first of our LA teams, the Chargers, who have one of those aforementioned quarterbacks, Justin Herbert, who continued his rise as an elite NFL quarterback last season, and it does not look like he's going to slow down this year. They did, barely they did, miss the playoffs last season. That was a rough game at the end of the season. But the Chargers are actually a pretty popular pick to be one of the top teams in the league this year, with their 10.5 projected wins tied for third in the league. Now, Herbert returns Austin Eckler in the backfield, who's going to be one of the top backs in the league, and Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, and Joshua Palmer as receivers. The offense has definitely broken out under Herbert, but it has been the defense that has held LA back recently, which is why the team acquired linebacker Khalil Mack and quarterback J.C. Jackson to bolster a group whose improvement, I think, could actually be pretty vital to the success of the Chargers this season. They're a big name coming into the season. Everybody's betting on the Chargers. And I will say they might just finally have enough to challenge Kansas City in the division. How about that? Now, speaking of Kansas City, the Chiefs, Kansas City looked well on their way to their third straight Super Bowl appearance. I told you about those 13 seconds against the Bills in the divisional round, but they go to the AFC Championship game and they run into Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals. Now, it may not be because they lost to the Bengals, but their receiving core did get some retooling this offseason because Tyreek Hill is now in Miami, but Juju Smith-Schuster is coming in from Pittsburgh and Marquez Valdez-Scantling arrives in Green Bay. So you got to pray for whoever's stitching the names on the back of the Chiefs jerseys because Valdez Scantling and Smith Schuster are pretty long last names. Please. And the Chiefs also have Mecole Hardman, who's probably going to play a bigger role this season. And the always dependable tight end, Travis Kelsey, is going to be Mahomes' favorite target once again. And the offensive line looks like one of the league's best. However, the man who's going to be running through, running back Clyde Edwards E-Lair, needs to have a decent season, or he may be replaced by newcomer Ronald Jones, who's coming in from Tampa. But the big question mark is the hole in the offense that was left by Tyreek Hill. But if Patrick Mahomes can find Hill's production in other areas this season, then the Chiefs might just be back to their winning ways. And I wouldn't really bet against Patrick Mahomes, seeing as what we've seen from him while he's been in the NFL. 
Now over to the final team in the AFC West, a team that, along with the Broncos, I would say, also had some pretty significant retooling this offseason. The Las Vegas Raiders, who bring in Josh McDaniels as their head coach from New England. And the Raiders, this offseason, gave Derek Carr a top receiver this offseason in Devontae Adams from Green Bay. That could be huge. And Demarcus Robinson also comes in for more passing production from Kansas City. Now, Las Vegas made the playoffs last year. That was kind of surprising because that was a whole season riddled with controversy. John Gruden, their head coach, got fired. We talked about that last season. And wide receiver Henry Ruggs was released after he was involved in a fatal car crash, DUI, all that stuff. But running back Josh Jacobs is back with the team, along with their tight end Darren Waller and so is wide receiver Hunter Renfro. Derek Carr has got so many options, and they've got a defense reloaded with the acquisitions of Max Crosby and Chandler Jones. But the thing with Las Vegas is Derek Carr. It is going to be the ability of Derek Carr that determines how far the Raiders can go this season. If they cannot get it done with all that talent surrounding Derek Carr, it may be time to move on for Las Vegas. Sorry, not sorry. So that's the AFC West. Now my prediction for the division, and I think this division is going to be super tight and could be decided on the final day of the season. I mean, Patrick Mahomes could truly prove his worth for Kansas City with the retooled receiving core, prove his worth all that money he got in that contract extension. Russell Wilson gives the Broncos major excitement, I would say. And there are lots of exciting players, as I just mentioned, in Las Vegas. But in the division, I think I'm going to go with the Los Angeles Chargers because their defense is better. And I mean, you've got to think that Justin Herbert is only going to improve. I've got the Los Angeles Chargers squeaking out the AFC West division title. On the money. So there you go. That's the AFC. Those are the four divisions. We're going to get back to those at the end when I do my playoff predictions for who's going to be in the playoffs. But let's put those for the side for now and go to the other conference in the NFL, the NFC, the National Football Conference. And let's start with the NFC East and the team who has tortured poor Xander for years, the Washington, oh, Commanders. Yuck, I will not be calling them that. The Washington football team is fine. They finally settled on a nickname, albeit it absolutely horrendous one. I mean, they had the chance for Washington Red Wolves. That would have been cool, but no. Dan Snyder had to suck up to the military, and so it's Washington Commanders. That's awful. Like, that's a horrible name, and their logo looks like the Waste Management logo. Their jerseys don't look too good. Like, ugh. And their play on the field isn't going to help matters at all. I mean, they brought in Carson Wentz at quarterback, and we've seen what Carson Wentz can do in Philadelphia until he got injured. He was leading that team to go to the Super Bowl, which they won with Nick Foles. He was going to be the MVP that season. But after that, that's been a few years. Since then, and last year at Indianapolis, I mean, it hasn't been too great. Now, we'll see. He's shown the potential, but it's been a few years. Antonio Gibson's back at running back, but... I mean, he's not being looked at very favorably coming into the season like he was last season, along with top receiver Terry McLaurin. A lot of the skill players for Washington have been looked down upon this offseason. 
And the offensive line actually lost some pretty key guys, including Brandon Sheriff. But Andrew Norwell comes into the trenches for the offensive line. But for Washington, it's going to be a question of how Wentz is going to perform this season. But he could get a significant boost from the defense, who are being led by pro-insurrectionist, I believe, Jack Del Rio. Uh-oh. I mean, they were bad last year. They were pretty good the year before. I mean, we'll see what happens this year. They were riddled by injuries last year, but they have to improve. We'll see what happens with Washington. I wouldn't bet for them. But now over to Washington's arch rival, the Dallas Cowboys, America's team, who were actually able to take the top spot in the division last year. And when you look at it, you look at it on paper, they look like the top team in the NFC East again in 2022. Amari Cooper is out. But their quarterback, Dak Prescott, returns Michael Gallup and James Washington comes in from Pittsburgh. And entering year three, it's pretty much expected that if Mike McCarthy doesn't win a playoff game, his job might be gone in Dallas pretty soon. Now, the offensive line does not look as good this season. They were pretty amazing last season, especially with Tyron Smith out with an injury until December. And you've got Ezekiel Elliott at running back. He hasn't produced at the levels we saw earlier in his career. If he can do that, the Cowboys offense might take another leap. But if they can get it together, this could rival last season's 12-win season. They were really good last season. They didn't win a playoff game, though, which they do need to do. And now up north, the Philadelphia Eagles, who made the offseason splash of the NFC East, when they acquired wide receiver A.J. Brown from the Titans as quarterback Jalen Hurts' new top target. And you've also got Zach Pascal, the wide receiver who's coming in from Indianapolis, and you've got Devontae Smith who's returning after a pretty exciting rookie season last year. And it's not just receiver where the Eagles have improved. 13th overall pick defensive tackle Jordan Davis could be huge for the defensive line, and James Bradbury comes in from the Giants in the secondary. So Hertz's third season could bring with it an upgrade in productivity. And if it does, the Philadelphia offense, I think, could be one to watch this season if Hertz can improve again this season. Philadelphia snuck into the playoffs last season. They're looking for their second straight appearance in the playoffs in their second season under their head coach Nick Sirianni. Now over to the New York Giants. They have got so many question marks coming into the season. Can Saquon Barkley remain healthy and show off his full potential? Will Daniel Jones be able to take the next step? Can fifth overall pick Kayvon Thibodeau immediately improve the defense? Well, Jones' improvement by this point, I mean, come on, it doesn't look too likely, but Saquon, Saquad, could get back to full strength. And if he does, the Giants could be dangerous in any game. If he does, Saquon Barkley is one of the best running backs in the league, but we'll see. But Jones has Kenny Galladay, Kadarius Toney, and Shepard Smith as his weapons. Jones has the targets. He just needs to make a leap, throwing it to his targets. And if he doesn't, well, they sign Tyrod Taylor as backup. So if Jones fails, I mean, they have at least a okay backup option. But to me, the biggest thing that could define New York's season is Saquon Barkley. Because with him, I think the Giants are actually an interesting team this season. But without him, I think that the Giants are going to be in the absolute dumps this season. So that's the Giants. You. And now the prediction for the NFC East, 
where a team has not repeated as division champions since 2004. The Cowboys won it last year, so I'm going to say they don't win it. And I'm going to say that the Philadelphia Eagles win the division because the Eagles made several upgrades at key positions this season, and they might be keen for a second consecutive playoff trip. I've got Philadelphia winning the division. Now to the NFC North, to the Chicago Bears, where the Bears, they pretty much clean house this offseason, bringing in a new GM and a new head coach in Matt Eberflus. But what they didn't clean out is the quarterback room. Andy Dalton is gone, but the starter, the unequivocal starter, is Justin Fields, who is returning to lead the offense, but he didn't get much of a bump in a supporting cast. They did have wide receiver Byron Pringle joining from Kansas City, but Allen Robinson is gone. He left to join the Rams, even though he didn't have a very good season last year, but he's still pretty good wide receiver. Wide receiver Darnell Mooney and running back David Montgomery do remain, but in his sophomore season, I don't think that that's going to be much for Justin Fields to work with. So I would not expect many good things as the Bears continue a, at this point, long rebuild. Now, the Lions. Speaking of rebuilds, how about the team that's been rebuilding since they made their franchise debut? Disrespectful! The Detroit Lions. JK. I mean, they've been to the playoffs. But the Lions should improve on a three-win season last year. I mean, I do like the offseason acquisitions that they made. I do like wide receiver DJ Chark coming in from Jacksonville and Jamison Williams being drafted from Alabama. TJ Hawkinson's probably going to break out to be a top tight end in the league. He could. The offensive line looks to be in good shape. And second overall pick, defensive end Aiden Hutchinson from Michigan is going to instantly boost the defense. And they've got Jared Goff as quarterback. He might not be the guy, but he's got plenty more weapons this year with the guys I just described. So I will make a bold prediction for the Lions. How about this? For the first time since 2017, the Detroit Lions will not finish last in the NFC North. Wow! I mean, how about that? Sanders facts. So that's the Lions. Now to the team that just keeps finishing first in the division, the Green Bay Packers. Aaron Rodgers is back after a season full of controversy. Yes, another beauty in the NFL's wide array of them, it seems like. However, he loses his top target in Devontae Adams and another reliable receiver in Marquez Valdez-Scantling. In their place comes Sammy Watkins and second-round pick from North Dakota State Christian Watson. Alan Lazard and Randall Cobb are also in place, and you've got Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon in the backfield. The defense also adds two Georgia defenders who were drafted in the first round, Quay Walker and Devontae Wyatt. But the loss of Devontae Adams, I mean, that's going to hurt for Green Bay, even for the reigning, two-time reigning MVP, Aaron Rodgers. That's going to hurt. Now, the Vikings are the last team in the NFC North. The top roster spots don't change much for Minnesota, but the head man on the sidelines does because Kevin O'Connell, who was the Rams offensive coordinator, is the new head coach in Minnesota and has been brought in basically to get the most out of quarterback Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins, another of the NFL's beauties. Now, Kirk Cousins, he brings back his top targets in Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen, 
along with Dalvin Cook in the backfield, but Minnesota only won eight games last season. The Vikings could make a playoff run, or they could miss the playoffs again. And it's probably all going to come down to whether or not the unvaccinated Kirk Cousins is actually good or not. I mean, we'll see. We've been trying to see for however long he's been playing with Washington and now in Minnesota. Like, is he actually a really good NFL quarterback or not? Like, we still really don't know the answer, but we might find out this season, depending on where Minnesota goes. So in the AFC North, it's probably pretty easy to say the Green Bay Packers win the division. So I think I'm going to do that. The Green Bay Packers. Aaron Rodgers may be 38 years old, but I believe he is still far and away the best quarterback in that division, and Green Bay should probably remain clear of any improvements that Detroit makes or Minnesota might make. So I've got the Packers in the NFC North. We've only got two more divisions to go. Let's go to the NFC South with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who no longer have Tom Brady. He was retired. Oh, wait. Whoops. He didn't retire. He actually did retire. Then he unretired and then took 11 days off during the offseason because, as Brady puts it, I'm 45 years old, man. There's a lot of shit going on, so. You know, he's 45 years old, but he's complaining. Maybe don't play football. Uh, whatever. Either way, Brady is back. And so are his top weapons, Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. Plus, they've got Russell Gage from Atlanta joining the party. Gronk is retired for now. Like, we'll see. But running back Leonard Fournette has a top-tier offensive line in front of him. Bruce Arians is in the front office, so Todd Bowles, the former Jets coach, is now the head coach in Tampa Bay. And he leads a team that does have a quarterback that is just another year older. But, I mean, if last year taught you anything, that really doesn't mean much. That's Tampa Bay. Atlanta, well, Atlanta, Matt Ryan's gone. So, you might be asking, because you probably have no clue, like I did, who is the quarterback in Atlanta? Well, apparently, it is Marcus Mariota. So, I guess that's how this Falcon season is going to go. JK, JK. But they did win seven games last year, and that's probably going to be hard to replicate with this roster. Cordero Patterson, I mean, he broke out in Atlanta last few years, but... He's not getting any younger at running back. And eighth overall pick in this year's draft, Drake London from USC, is wide receiver one heading into the season. Now you've also got Kyle Pitts. He's the tight end. Kyle Pitts is one of the best tight ends in his second year, we can say that. He's one of the best tight ends in the league. He's going to be a stud. But other than that, there really aren't many bright spots for this Atlanta team. Now Mariota might have a challenge on his hands, because the Falcons did draft Cincinnati quarterback Desmond Ritter in the draft. He's the rookie who might make a case for him starting the season if it doesn't go too well for Mariota. So we'll see for the Atlanta Falcons and a team that already had a quarterback controversy and may again, the Carolina Panthers. Baker Mayfield came in from Cleveland because, you know, they drafted a quarterback. They didn't need Baker Mayfield. So Baker Mayfield took the starting job from Sam Darnold those two are actually the top two picks in the 2018 draft. Baker Mayfield went one, Sam Darnold went two, and now they're on the same team, and that team is not the team that drafted either of them. That's a fact! It's year three, and possibly make-or-break time for their head coach, Matt Rule, who's, I mean, doesn't seem to have that great of a rep around the league. But the success 
for the Panthers is probably going to depend on their running back, Christian McCaffrey. If he can stay healthy, then he'll probably be the rest running back of the league. He's shown that potential. However, if he can't, then the offense is going to have to rely on Bayfield throwing to DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson, which is not going to turn out as well as Christian McCaffrey running at his full potential. So that's the Panthers. And also in the South, the New Orleans Saints. The Saints had one of the best defenses last season. So to replace their longtime head coach, Sean Payton, the Saints hired their defensive coordinator, Dennis Allen, to be their next head coach. And the defense should probably be able to replicate last season's success. That's no question. But there is a limit to how far your overall team can go when your quarterback is Jameis Winston. And for Winston, you've got Michael Thomas, who's at receiver. He's kind of a question mark, though, for the Saints. And you've also got Jarvis Landry, who's joining from the Browns, and Chris Olave from Ohio State, who was drafted 11th. So if the former first overall pick can improve this season, talk about Jameis Winston, the Saints may actually be in a pretty good place in a relatively weak division. That division is the NFC South. And for my prediction in the NFC South, I'm going to say I don't think the Bucks are going to be as good this year, but I do think that they're going to be better than everyone else in the division. So in one of the weakest divisions in the league, I like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to continue their winning ways in the NFC South. Now, for the final division, let's go from one of the weakest divisions in football to one of the strongest, the NFC West. And let's start in San Francisco with the San Francisco 49ers and the Jimmy Garoppolo era, which we all knew and love in San Francisco, is slowly coming to an end. So sad. And as that happens, the Trey Lance era appears to be just getting started in San Francisco. The second-year quarterback is the guy for the 49ers this season and head coach Kyle Shanahan. He also has Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk back as his top targets. Elijah Mitchell exploded onto the scene last year as he looks to replicate his success at running back with another strong defense and surrounded by weapons. I mean, Trey Lance really doesn't have to do that much for the 49ers to go pretty far this season. Just not many mistakes. Those could prove crucial because the 49ers are in a very tough division. Now, the Arizona Cardinals, I was all on the Cardinals train last season. Kyler Murray, my guy, Murray! They were the darlings of the early season last year. They started off hotter than hot, but that hotness cooled down pretty quick during the season. And they ended up with a disappointing exit in the wild card round, albeit to the eventual Super Bowl champions, but it was still pretty disappointing with the season the Cardinals had at the beginning. Now, the offseason was very interesting. Kyler Murray had deleted all the stuff about the Cardinals on his social media. He wanted a new contract, and he got that new contract. Get that dough! But apparently, there was a controversial clause in the contract that was supposed to stop him from playing video games so he would study more, which got taken out. That was a whole nother controversy. But after all that, Kyler Murray is back with a new contract as the starting quarterback of the Arizona Cardinals. And Christian Kirk, one of his top wide receivers, is off to Jacksonville. And DeAndre Hopkins, who's one of the best receivers in the league, was suspended to begin the season. However, Murray's college teammate at Oklahoma 
Marquise Hollywood Brown is on the Cardinals this year. He's reuniting with Murray. And A.J. Green and Zach Ertz are also going to be dependable targets. He's got Zach Ertz now for a full season. And the defense is probably not going to be any slouch either. Vance Joseph is the defensive coordinator at Arizona. And he might be looked on next season as a top target to be a head coach. So Arizona looks like they're going to be good once again this season. But the question is whether a Cliff Kingsbury-led team can make it to the end of the season. That's a big question mark. Cliff Kingsbury, for all he's done as a head coach, still has not proven himself really. If Kyler Murray is able to sustain his team for an entire season this year, he would definitely be worth the big money that he was just paid by the Cardinals. Now, the Rams, the Los Angeles Rams, look at that. The defending NFC champions and defending Super Bowl champions. Congratulations. Now, it's going to look a little different for the Rams this season, especially on defense, but the top guys, the ones that really led the charge in winning the Super Bowl last season, they're all back. In Sean McVay's sixth season as the head coach of the Rams, Matthew Stafford is back at quarterback, and so is his favorite receiver, Cooper Cup. Robert Woods was out most of last season. He's gone. And so is Odo Beckham Jr., along with the very dependable offensive tackle, Andrew Whitworth. But the defense does return its top man in Aaron Donald, even though they did lose Von Miller. But Allen Robinson comes in from Chicago. I mean, that could be a big career boost if Robinson is able to replicate production he had from a few seasons ago in Chicago. And on defense, linebacker Bobby Wagner comes in from Seattle. That will give the defense a huge boost after they lost Von Miller. So they make changes, but at the top, it looks like a lot of the same team for Los Angeles, but it's going to be, as teams have found out, very difficult to be the first team since the Patriots in 2004 to win the Super Bowl for multiple years in a row. So we've done 31 team previews by now. Let's go down to number 32. That will be the Seattle Seahawks, because for the first time in a while, it does look like the Seattle Seahawks are going to be bringing up the rear in the division. I'm sorry, Seattle, but quarterback Russell Wilson is gone. He's in Denver now, and in his place, Drew Locke and Geno Smith. But at least they'll have top guys to throw it to. They've got DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. Tight end Noah Fant comes from that trade, comes from Denver into Seattle. But any way you put it, I mean, the defense is just not as strong, and the man who kept the Seahawks offense churning four years won a Super Bowl there is also out the door. So Pete Carroll, their head coach, he's 70 years old, but it looks like he's going to stay around. But this is going to be a rebuilding. This is a reboot job for the Seattle Seahawks. I would expect a decline from Seattle this season. So. Let's go to my NFC West prediction, because it looks like, outside of their AFC counterpart, the NFC West is a top division once again this season. Seattle is going to drop back, as I said, and I do think that the 49ers are probably going to work out some kinks with Trey Lance this season. So I've got it down to the Cardinals and the Rams. Well, last season, I picked the Cardinals to the win the division, which was looking pretty good for a while, but then, you know, that happened. So... I've got the Los Angeles Rams this season just squeaking by a top division 
race. Too many facts. That should be exciting in the NFC West. So that is 32 teams, eight divisions, two conferences. Those are the Xander's Facts season previews. But I've been making predictions, and I am not done with my fact-filled picks for this NFL season, even though we haven't even played a game yet. However, it's time to make some predictions on the league this season. So let's start with the AFC. Seven teams are going to make the AFC playoffs. I already picked four of them. The division winners. I had the Buffalo Bills, the Baltimore Ravens, the Indianapolis Colts, and the Los Angeles Chargers winning their respective divisions and getting the top four spots in the AFC playoffs. Now, the bottom three spots are going to go to the wildcard teams, teams that didn't win their division but have the remaining best records. So, in the wildcard spots, I like the Kansas City Chiefs, of course. I mean, come on. The Cincinnati Bengals and the Las Vegas Raiders. I think that those three teams are not going to win those divisions, but they are going to get playoff spots in the wild card. Now, to take the conference title and the Super Bowl berth of the AFC, I think that Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills are finally going to make that leap, win the conference, and get to the Super Bowl for the first time since the 1990s, when they went to four straight Super Bowls, and they lost all of them. That's impressive. In the NFC, I had, as my four teams already making it, the Philadelphia Eagles, the Green Bay Packers, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and the Los Angeles Rams. Now, for my wild card spots, I'm going to go with the Cardinals, Arizona, the Dallas Cowboys, and the San Francisco 49ers. Now, those seven teams are also the seven that made the NFC playoffs last year. So, how about that? Sanders facts. Sanders facts. Because those are fact-filled predictions, including this one, who I've got taking the conference title and going to the Super Bowl. I think it is going to be the Arizona Cardinals. Yes, they do not win their division. However, I think that they can finally put it together for an entire season and make it to the Super Bowl. So now, let's go to the Super Bowl. Super Bowl 57, LVII in Roman numerals, as I have the Buffalo Bills facing off against the Arizona Cardinals at State Farm Stadium in Glendale, Arizona. That game is Sunday, February 12th, 2023. That's like half a year away. But it's also right that for the third season in a row and just third time ever, I've got a team playing in the Super Bowl in their home stadium. That would be the Arizona Cardinals at Glendale, Arizona at State Farm Stadium. Now, the first two instances resulted in that team winning the championship, the Buccaneers and then the Rams. However, I don't think that's going to happen. I've got the Buffalo Bills. The Bills winning the big game this year. I mean. The Bills look sacked all over the place, and quarterback Josh Allen is an amazing talent who could finally get the Bills over the hump. I think the Bills are going to win their first ever Super Bowl. The Buffalo Bills, mark it down, Xander's Facts. That was a fact. So there you go. Xander's Facts 2022-23 NFL season preview. That concludes our football season previews the nfl's preseason is also over and the regular season is set to kick off this thursday this weekend is week one 
of the NFL season. It begins this Thursday, September 8th at 8.20 p.m. Eastern on NBC. The Buffalo Bills, my Super Bowl champion, face the defending Super Bowl champion, Los Angeles Rams. And also this weekend, you've got some other pretty big games. The Chiefs face the Cardinals and the Packers face the Vikings on Sunday afternoon. The Buccaneers take on the Cowboys on Sunday night. And then Monday night, the Broncos play the Seahawks. So Russell Wilson is going to go back to Seattle. So that's going to be big this weekend. And of course, college football on Saturday. Oh my gosh, football is back. And I'm also, just because I know you all love my fact-filled predictions every week, I'm continuing my weekly fact-filled picks for every NFL game, which are going to be posted each week on the Xander's Facts Instagram feed, including on Xander's Facts SC, our new Instagram page, which is dedicated to Xander's Facts Sports, Xander's Facts Sporting Club, which you should go check out on Instagram right now. It's linked to the link tree in this episode's description. Check it out. So with that, there is your NFL preview for the 2022-23 season, which begins this weekend. Let's get rolling. Football! That's a lot of facts. I didn't think I'd be this excited for football, but it's here, and I am ready. My weekends are now booked with soccer in the mornings, football in the afternoons. So there ya go. Xander's facts. And that is our NFL preview and our Xander's Facts 2022-23 football season previews. So that's what I got for episode 75 of the Xander's Facts podcast. Thank you all for listening. And remember, if you liked all the facts that we had on this week's edition of the podcast, there were a ton of them. Remember to follow this podcast, download this episode, episode 75, rate the podcast, review the podcast, go on all your socials, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Xander's Facts, that's Xander with a Z. And most importantly, remember to tell all your friends, spread the facts, Xander's Facts Podcast. Tell all your friends about the Xander's Facts Podcast. Tell all your friends about Xander's Weekend Facts. Tell all your friends that Xander's Facts is on YouTube. Check out this episode on YouTube, which you should do, and a bunch of our previous episodes. And check out the Xander's Facts link tree, which is linked to this episode's description for all the Xander's Facts links that you need. So that's episode 75. Episode 76 is coming your way. Next week, what we're going to talk about, I don't know, but it's going to have some facts as we get into September and fall 2022. How about that? So that is it. That is a wrap on episode 75 of the Zaders Facts Podcast. Thank you all for listening, and we'll see y'all with episode 76 next week.